Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Oh, yeah. All right. I shouldn't be here. Why shouldn't you? Because I should be at home with a brand new baby. Is the baby happening? And yet I'm still here. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you don't want a podcast. No, no. I thought that's what he meant, too. I mean, I might as well podcast because I got nothing going on. I wow, that's the spirit. Kind of keep an eye on my phone. That's you know. the spirit. I know, right? I might as well podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so your baby still has not come. Yes. We podcasted last week, and I said the same thing. I should be, like, with my wife when I was having a baby, and now we're, like, nine days overdue. I wondered if you were coming in today. I'm uh, number two. Like, I don't so see did I. Car. I've been wondering Probably. it every day. <laughs> Maybe they had the baby. You know, you know. take consolation in this, Austin. By the time this episode is posted, you'll have a brand new baby. That's like true. Out in the world. That's true. By the time You already have posted, a baby, actually. I do. Just, he's just hanging out inside his mama. Yeah, he's quite comfortable. And she keeps eating really delicious food, which is why I think he's probably still there. What kind of delicious food do you think Leo will like the most? Well, uh, Claire's mom is with us. And she made like roasted turkey. <gasps> it was very good. Um, so that baby, you, you're feeding him turkey. That's all kinds of tryptophan. He's falling he's asleep. He's falling asleep. I know, right? <laughs> That's why he's taking forever to get out. Well, and we let's see. Christy uh, suggested papaya. That apparently gets mm. gets things going, and really? it actually did start some contractions. However, we learned that Claire is allergic to papaya, uh, so <laughs> we stopped the papaya. Oh no. <laughs> So the, the day before Max was born and coming a month early, we actually, um, as gross as it is, we had macaroni and hot dogs, and he came. What do you mean that's gross? Macaroni and so, cheese and hot dogs is like the. Wait, best I mean, I love it, but it's kind of a gross combination. Macaroni. What? That's on. I grew up on macaroni and cheese as a side. I love mac and hot and dogs. Is it a topping? Is what a topping? Macaroni on the hot dog. I usually mix the hot dog into the macaroni. That's disgusting. Oh, all right. Yeah, that got that got weird. Right? This but just got, it is it does taste good. I need a However. safe space. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wait, the macaroni so you like you cook the hot dog first and chop it up and throw it in the macaroni and cheese? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that with baked beans, but I've never done that with macaroni and cheese. Mm, is it oh, like yeah. be all right. is it yeah, shells hot dogs with baked beans? Oh yeah. Or macaroni noodles like macaroni is it crap? like the elbows. The elbows. Yeah. Elbow pasta. Elbow pasta. And hot dog. Yeah. Or the craft. You could do it with Man, the craft. They, we should change. Max came the next day. So just saying. It might have been why. Are yeah. larger he elbow pastas thoroughly. called knee pastas? <laughs> <laughs> the Italians are cringy. Knee pasta. <laughs> uh, no. I'm Italian. I'm allowed to make fun of them. It's true. Are you, you are really? Italian. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. 50%. Look at him. Tall, Whoa. dark, and handsome. Yeah. Anthony Ferguson. The Anthony part is Italian. The Ferguson part is Scotch-Irish. So did you know well, that uh, you may be a different – like your sibling might have more Italian than you? No, that's did not possible. Know? It is because it's, it, <laughs> comes through, it comes through in your DNA. So like you have different DNA and so different things get passed down. So if you do one of those tests like where they check your uh, – wherever you're from, mm-hmm. uh, your genealogy – like you and your sibling are going to have different amounts of stuff. That's nonsense. It's true. All right, I'll believe you. Hmm. <laughs> if it's on this podcast, then it is truth. No, that's why we have the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> 
We may or may not know what we're talking about. <laughs> All the doctors in the house are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We've been rambling on about nonsense. What are we so, <laughs> welcome everyone to the Vici Mundum show. Hi. I am here with Anthony Ferguson. Yo. And our director of advancement, Austin Farnholt. Where we talk about culinary delights such as macaroni and cheese mixed with hot dogs. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> Elbow macaroni and cheese. I wonder if they sell that at Hot Dog King. <laughs> And uh, and I'm Ken White, the director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry, and we are we are happy to have you listening with us today. And I I wanted to bring up Anthony's post homily post mass reflection. It, it wasn't be, even mass, right? We didn't have mass. We got we got some backstory to this. We, what? what? No mass? No mass? <clears throat> no mass? Yeah, so it's no just, mass. But it worked out because no we we prayed the liturgy of the hours. Yes, As, and it was really cool. And then afterwards, Anthony was asked to still deliver his reflection. So we um, we got to listen to his awesome reflection, and it was the two stories were um, the reading was Elijah, and right it was Elijah and the woman. Yeah, I'm bringing who, up the reading. He comes and asks for the last bit of her bread. You know the story. Yeah, and she's often. like, "We're gonna die." Yeah, she's like, "This is all we have left, but sure, you can have some too." And yeah, then, so Elijah says, please bring me a small cup full of water to drink. She left to get it, and he called out after her, please bring along a bit of bread. She answered, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. There's only a handful of flour in my jar and a little oil in my jug. Just now, I was collecting a couple of sticks to go in and prepare something for myself and my son. When we have eaten it, we shall die. So this lady's like, she's got nothing. And yet she's still going to serve Elijah. It's pretty amazing. So, like, what were your thoughts, Ken, on this? Well, first, like, how dramatic the story is, the reality mm-hmm. in this story. Like, I, I just kind of imagine what would that look like for me modern day? Like, someone comes over, Austin comes over to say hi, and he needs food, and all I've got left is, like, enough to make one serving of rice. For like, Max. Like, Everything, right? Everything is gone. Like I can't even imagine. Like when I look in my cupboards and I say, "Oh, I, we don't have anything to eat. We better go to the grocery store." Like we have plenty to eat, but it won't make a meal, or it won't be delightful to eat, right? Like you might have beans in a jar. Well, that's something to eat, but can you imagine you're going through your cupboards and the only thing you have left is like a single serving of rice, and you're going to give it a little bit to yourself and the rest to your child? And then someone comes and says, hey, I want some too. <laughs> like yeah. a grown adult who's been traveling in the desert. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Bringing that into – I just started imagining what that would be like yeah. in modern day. You know, there's this great uh, video on YouTube of this guy who um, – they're like two guys, right? And they, they buy people pizza. So they go and buy these people pizza and then one of the other guys comes up and he's like – yeah, you know, they're just normal people. And he's like, hey, can I have a piece of your pizza? And they're like, no, you can't have a piece of my pizza. And then he buys it for a homeless guy and gives him a pizza. And then the other guy comes up and says, hey, can I have a piece of that pizza? And the homeless guy is like, yeah, sure. Opens Whoa. it up and shares the pizza. <laughs> so these people got a pizza for free, but they won't share it. They won't share it. But then the homeless guy gets one and he just opens his box and is like, yeah, help yourself. Have a piece. If wow. I had a hot dog with macaroni on it, I'd probably give it away right quick. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. I would share that. He's like, Here, you can have it. Please take this. It's disgusting. No <laughs> Ken gave it to me it. and I hate it. <laughs> so Anthony will share the things that he hates. He's very virtuous and, yes. and kind. Yeah. Yes. I think this woman probably really wanted this 
bit of bread, though, that she had left. No yeah. doubt. But she also realized that this wasn't going to cut it. Like, she's like, this is, you know, the best I can do is give my kid one last meal and then we'll just both just, that's it. That game over, you know? And so yeah. she's just at a, a woman at the end of her rope and uh, Elijah comes along. And if, if you've been following along in the lectionary, I think it was just yesterday. Um, yesterday being June 11th. Yeah. I mean, when at the time of recording <laughs> this, it was yesterday in the lectionary. Elijah has been hanging out in the wilderness and like God says, don't worry, ravens will come and feed you. And and I love that story of how these just these birds bring him food, like bring him meat and bread and all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just this amazing story that kind of flows right into the story of the widow of God providing God just, you know, like people just being completely dependent on God's provision. And, mm. and I think we could probably stand to learn a lot from that because we, we don't, we, I don't know. I mean, what I reflected on was that we oftentimes think in terms of like our financial resources and like what we have and what we don't have. But I mean, it can extend beyond that as well. And, and maybe Austin has more to kind of shed shed on the money situation but uh but like as far as our love too like it feels like we have so little love to offer we have so little mm-hmm. energy to offer sometimes we feel so little uh contrition to offer to the lord when we've screwed up you know like sometimes it just feels like we have enough for one last little cake and then that's it game over and and sometimes we 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 are hesitant to give that to the lord hmm or one of his representatives, you know, like mm-hmm. his representative, I think, in that story being Elijah, who is a man of God and a prophet, but he's also poor. Like he's he's got nothing. He's completely dependent on other people. And so he comes and he begs, essentially, <clears throat> you know, you think of like the Franciscan friars there and the, and the Carmelites really try to uh, capture the charism of, of Elijah because um, Elijah was lived on Mount Carmel. Um, hey, that's our church. <clears throat> that's our church. Hey. hey. <laughs> <clears throat> So, uh, but I digress. So he's he's this really poor guy, and he's begging um, for help. And I mean, the verse that Jesus tells us is that he, the Lord, cannot be outdone in generosity. He just he can't. And so, whether you're giving and and what you have done for the least of these, so you have done for me. Um, both of those are, you know, you can read them together, and that's the story that we're talking about in Elisha that. Uh, that she chooses to give to this man of God, seeing a poor man, recognizing her own poverty, she still chooses to give to him. And then what does Elijah say, the representative? Well, you know, you will have flour. You've done a good thing. And so you will have flour in your jar uh, until, what, this time next year or something? Because there's a drought going on. and Yeah, like, until it starts raining, basically. Yeah, until it, it starts raining. It won't run run out until, you know, the Lord sends rain on the land, it says. Yeah. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a real challenge, though, because our instinct is if we don't have much or if we feel like we're going to run out, then the last thing on the face of the earth that we want to do is, like, give that away or like relinquish control over it. Right. Um, and, and yet God asks us to push just that little much further. Like, just it's like, all right, you got to trust me. It's not going to make an ounce of sense. You're going to be, you're going to be asked to give up the little tiny thing that you do have. Um, but it's going to be enough. Yeah. And that, and that's, yeah. So there's like two things in this story, right? There's, uh, there's generosity and there's faith. 
um, because she she chooses to be generous, but then she also has to have faith that what this man of God says will happen. Um, and I think it's very applicable to our life that, I mean, what you're saying, Anthony, that we, we try to be self-dependent. You know, we have to find financial ways of, of getting these things done. But my challenge would be not only to our listeners, but to, to you guys, my brothers, and to myself, is that how often do we just turn to God when we have even a little need? My wife did this not too long ago. It was really, really cool. Um, she was making making bread, actually, for the kids, cornbread. Cornbread. Cornbread and chicken. No, just cornbread. And she didn't have enough cornmeal. Um, she had a cup that she needed, and she looked in the bag, and there was clearly not a cup in there. And she was like, oh, my gosh. And she's got three kids. We have three kids. So going out to the store is a big deal. She's like, <laughs> I can't. She's like, I got to make this bread for dinner. Like, And so she just, in that moment, and she will be the first to say, like, Austin, it was awesome. I you know, usually will panic and try to take care of things myself. But in that moment, she was like, Jesus, please make this work. I don't know how this is going to work. And she starts pouring the cornmeal, and it just keeps coming until it hits a cup. It completely fills up. Wow. And that's, I mean, you know, it, it's crazy to hear, but like in our world, I think of, of like self-dependence, like we can, we should try with God to have a little bit of faith and to have a little bit of generosity in our hearts and see what he does, you know, yeah. not putting him to the test, but he does respond in amazing ways. He wants to be active and involved in our lives in the smallest ways. And someone could hear that story and say, well, she probably looked in the bag and there actually was more cornmeal. You know, maybe that was the case. You know, I don't know. But what we do know is that she turned to God and said, please help. And her fears were completely done away with. And there's enough cornmeal. That's really cool. Can I share a quick story? Yeah. And then I know Ken, we've been talking a lot, but <laughs> no, it's great. No, that I'm reminded me of hearing this stuff. When you come up, there was one time in Richmond, I was on my way home from something, but I came up to a, a toll booth and I went into like the exact change line and I didn't realize it. It's like, Oh Uh-oh. no, this is going to be terrible. What am I going to do? And so I literally looked down in my cup holder and saw like, just a few little coins there. And I'm like, Oh no, this is going to be crazy. But it was like pennies and like nickels and just craziness. And I just jammed my hand in there and started chucking them into the, into the <laughs> toll booth. Everything. And I was like, God, please let this be enough. And like the numbers, you know, like on the th- it started like going up, 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 up. And then all of a sudden it was enough and green light. I got to go. So <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Yeah. I there mean, it is. He, he gives enough. He gives enough. <laughs> With a little bit of faith, right? And he All just the wants story, us to turn to him. Keep coins in your car. And just keep throwing them in the toll booth until there's enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it reminds me of a story that happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. So um, we were encouraging the the high schoolers to do the consecration to Jesus through Mary. Ooh. And Rannon and I committed to buying anyone who wants that book a book. Um, to be able to do the consecration. So any listeners, if you're interested, shoot us an email. 30, We'd be happy 33 to, Days to Morning Glory. 33 Days to Morning Glory. We'd be Get happy to send you a free you. book. That's right. Rhiannon's probably like, Ken, I didn't know you were going to publish this. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, all right. By the time this comes out, you know, be he'll be, lo- he'll be a millionaire great. probably. I would love so. it. I would love it he'll if, win if the lottery. Uh, people <laughs> took me up on that. So <clears throat> anyway, some of, the, some of the teenagers wanted a copy of the book. So there were three books that I needed to order. And Rhiannon and I had already kind of budgeted out our month. And so I, I just thought, well, we 
committed to doing this, so we're going to go ahead and and I was like, Mary, we told you we'd do this, so you're going to make this this is going to make sense somehow. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and order these books. And um and I went online to Amazon to order the books and at random I had a $20 credit to my account that was not that has never been there before. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I tried to look up what it was exactly and I think Amazon sometimes will give back money if purchases have gone down or so. I don't know where it came from. But anyway, it was like $20 to help towards the books, which brought the price down quite a bit. Nice. Um, and then, and then not too long later, uh, a friend gave, gave a thank you with some, uh, with some money for something that, that I had done for them. And that, that, it, that also, so it's like the books were paid for the books were, paid, <laughs> and it was like nothing that it was not in our budget for this month. And yet God and just made it happen. Yeah. And and it was that step of faith like I'm I'm going to go ahead and do this. This is you know what we committed to and and bam. Yeah, he just loves that little bit if we can give him just a little. You know, he I mean that he can there's so much to learn about love there that with just a little bit um that we can turn to God and give him like just some of our heart, you know, even just start to peer around the corner and like all right God, you know, I'm I'm looking at you and I'm I'm going to kind of turn my attention to you a little bit i mean good night his his love just starts to overpower and he's like yeah. he i think there's just so much joy in giving joy and love um that they in a way god almost can't help himself it's like you know it there's just celebration at generosity and god pours out that that generosity right back um sometimes in kind of crazy ways sometimes miraculous ways uh, but sometimes also in like in in may, maybe perhaps like painful ways, like feeling the sacrifice of of giving and not always receiving, you know, receiving back on our own time or when we want it, you know. Right. I mean, it's not like every time monetarily suddenly everything's going to work out. Maybe maybe we have to sacrifice something we really like in uh-huh. order to make that happen. Right. Right. I mean, and. And then that's what God is giving us. He's giving us that lesson of humility and of sacrifice. Um, and then sometimes awesome things like it taking care of itself happens too. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's – however you cut it, it's still difficult. Like sometimes it works out monetarily and it's an amazing, miraculous story to tell others about. And sometimes it doesn't. But it, either way, it's still difficult. Right, it's still difficult to take that trust, especially because we live in a, a first world country where we have so much at our disposal and so much is dependent on us. Right, I mean that's kind of how our culture is. I think is is you take care of your own, you take care of yourself, you um, you work hard for what what you what you get um, or what you have anyway is something that you're to be responsible with that, and mm. and it can seem irresponsible to give it away, sort of yeah. willy nilly, so to speak. That's hitting on a, mm. on a pulse right there. I think, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, because we're 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 very attached to the things that we have, and there's this this strong sense of ownership. I think particularly in our country that I worked for this. This is mine. You know, I deserve this. Uh, that shiny shirt, it's mine. <laughs> That's a Lord of the Rings Corp- reference. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, but it's true, and and it's not a bad thing to say, like that. That yeah, I've worked hard, and this is something that I I should care for because it's come under my stewardship. 
but it's so easy to forget that it's not really ours. It's well, and that's a di- that's a distinction, right? Is it is it if you say like this has come under my stewardship? Well, yeah, that's that's correct because it because that's really what we are. We're stewards. Yeah. Um, but it's when we take that possession and ownership and say, this is all mine, you know. I did and, it and, all. Yeah, right. and I did it all. Okay, well, who gave who, you know. Who gave you health to be right. able to get it? Who, who gave, gave you the wisdom? Who gave you the intelligence? Yeah. And the knowledge mm-hmm. and, and, and everything. And, and, and what was the environment that helped you to succeed? Like who gave you that? Who gave you your parents? Who gave mm-hmm. – and then you can just trace it all back and it's like the the eternal giver gave it to you. Um, and so whether, you know, if you have a great brain, yeah, you cooperated with him and worked hard, mm-hmm. um, you know, at university or in the work world, whatever. Uh, but ultimately he can just take it right away from you. Yes. You the know? Lord gives and the Lord takes he, away. Yeah. yeah. And so that stewardship mentality that it's none of it is ours. And so he can take it away. Um, and, but what he asks of us is to give it away. Yeah, and that's the beauty of, of Catholic social teaching because it, it kind of holds – like in all sorts of ways, the Catholic theology holds kind of two seemingly opposing concepts or principles. Like on the one hand, we have – like the church affirms personal property. Like it's good it's, – it's, it's proof of our dignity as persons that we can own something, that it can really be ours You know, in, that, in a sense. Um, and yet we also hold the universal destination of goods – which means that ultimately we really, really personally own this item so that we can give it away, so that we can like share it with the people who need it. Like and and like the Thomas Aquinas principle that like if I have more than I need and someone else doesn't have what they need, then that stuff that I have is actually not really my own. Yes. Like if I have more than I need, then that stuff actually belongs to someone else. I really struggled with that concept. In fact, for a long time, I struggled with the idea of social justice. Mm. Because uh, when I thought of justice, I thought um, justice is you get what you're due. And so if somebody has not worked hard, then they are not due these things, right? So so in my mind, I was like, man, it's, it's really – it's mercy. Like why aren't we calling it mercy ministries? Because we're mm. giving something that's undeserved. <laughs> and then I read a book uh, by Father Thomas Dubay called Happy Are You Poor? And it just struck me, man. I was like, oh my gosh, it, it, to realize that what we talked about earlier, that nothing is mine. Like it's it, – it, it, I have stewardship over things, but I have been given so much. And that's really what it's about is that I've been given so much. Why have I been given so much? Because – I need to share it mm-hmm. because like why – so why did the rich man have Lazarus at his door? That was his path to heaven was to take care of Lazarus, the man being licked um, with – you know by the dogs. Like he was at Lazarus – at the rich man's doorway as a way for the rich man to get to heaven, but he chose not to. You know, And that's like, OK, so why do I have a lot um, or have, have more than other people to give? And to help my brothers and sisters, to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, it's the parable of the the talents also, that if he gives you a lot, you're expected to go and turn and make it into more. Parable of the talents. Shout out to the talent family. (laughs) (laughs) We just saw the talents. uh, I have no idea if they listen. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know either, but that was great. 
I know. That was great. Kelly brought her two little boys in and they, they said they said, Hi Jesus. It was awesome. <laughs> and then Bye Jesus <laughs> It was great. <laughs> Anyways. I like too how Anthony you spoke about like energy and time as well. Because I think those also play into this is you know, sometimes we think there's no room in my schedule to help this person. There's no room for me to be able to make this work or have this person over or go and help them with this thing they need. I just don't have time for that, right? And in the same way where we're supposed to be good stewards of our time, there's a certain kind of step of faith that we have to make. Like I I can think of multiple times in my life and this seemed to happen a lot in college where I would just, you know, I I worked hard when I was studying. I really studied hard and I spent a lot of each day studying the classes that um, that I was in. And there were times where someone would need me for something and I was like, God, I don't, I don't have like, (laughs) I don't have time for this. I have, you know, I need to get good grades. I need to. And I just thought, you know what, this person right now is more important than this class grade. And it's not that getting good grades is a bad thing. It's a great thing. But like this person and their need was more important in that moment than whether or not I got the best grade on this test. And so I would push that aside and help this person. And there were weeks where I'd come up on a test and I was like, God, I have no idea how I'm going to do well on this test. Like, like I have not studied enough for this test. And, mm-hmm. and it's not because I've been lazy. It's because I've been doing these other things. So I give it to you. And like the craziest things would happen. Like the test would get this wild curve, right? And then I'd suddenly be looking at a good grade. Or like I'd remember all the random things that I had studied way back <laughs> and only seen once, right? Like, yeah. the, like a way that God just sort of, you give to me and I will give in return. Yes. You know, in abundance. And sometimes it wasn't that I got a perfect grade. You know, sometimes you just have to sit with that and realize that, you know, oh, maybe I need to sacrifice this or make more time for this or whatever. But. Uh, again, it's another example of like if we give him what little we have, what he gives back is incredible. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I mean the classic gospel passage is like the feeding of the five thousand, and, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love that story because the apostles, the like the ones closest to the Lord, are pretty skeptical. <laughs> they're just yeah. like you know, they're they're they tell Jesus send these people away. We don't have enough for them. Send them away. Make them go and buy their own stuff. Make them go and buy their own food. And Jesus says those words, which I really kind of take to heart in a lot of my ministry is, you know, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. Why, why slough it off on someone else? Mm. Why push it off to the side for someone else to take care of these people? You have enough. It's not much, but I give it to me and I'll make it enough. Um, and that was – I brought that up in, in the reflection this morning was uh, a really great homily that I heard on that, that gospel passage. I think it was on Thanksgiving of all days. The reading mm. – I think the reading is uh, – or at least one of the options. I, I have no idea. But the reading for that particular Thanksgiving happened to be the multiplication of the loaves. And the priest said in his homily that when there wasn't enough, Jesus gave thanks. Hmm. Like precisely in the moment when there just isn't enough. Oh, I like that. You say, you say thank you, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's like the audacity of gratitude in the face of basically nothing. Like and and you can apply that to all sorts of things. Like God, my love is so small and so weak, but thank you for that. You know, mm-hmm. like my chastity is so small and so weak, but thank you for the bit that you've given me. You know, thank you for the generosity that you have given me. Thank you for 
the little bit of faith, hope, and love that you have given me. Like fan that into flames. Make it make it bigger because I can't. Mm. You know, I really can't. And uh, so, but thanking God for what He has given us, for like even just for the like, if you think about the fraction of the years that we have, like the little tiny breath that we are, the amount of time we have on this earth compared to eternity, it's nothing. Yeah. That's why the scriptures call it a smoke, a wisp. It's it, you're you're like grass that flowers and then is thrown into the oven tomorrow. You know, like it's it's basically nothing. And yet God asks us to give it to him. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a story uh that happened in mine and Claire's life. Um and I share it not not to, to make us sound good, but just to just to kind of Canonize them now. <laughs> Sainthood no. now. Oh, forget it. Saints Austin and Claire. You're making me sick. <laughs> wow, we didn't plan this. I want to be the I want to be the patron saint of macaroni and hot dog mix. You got it, man. You're well on your way, you, Ken. You're gonna do it. <laughs> wow. But at any rate, so we um like this is this is simply just to say how great how awesome God is. When you turn to him for a little bit, just how awesome he is. How great is our God. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Man, I, there's a lot of should I sing this story? I don't even know what to do. I don't know. I like singing. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Just tell it. You can well, chant it. So we um we had a friend who who was kind of in like a financial straits. They needed some help. And Claire and I had no money to give to this person. But um, after I heard this friend who needed some help, I was like, I just went to chapel and was like, Lord, I don't like, you know, I heard this story. I don't know what to do about this. Um, And so I just prayed and I said, God, if there's a way, like, make it work. If there's something you want me to do, make it work. If I can give money, just open the doors, like, or make it. This is actually what I said. I'm really dense. So I was like, Lord, make it super clear because you know how much money is in my account. And just make it like incredibly clear. And I, so I went home that evening, like sitting down to dinner. I hadn't told Claire about, you know, any of this stuff yet. And she, uh, um, and then she just drops an envelope in front of me and is like, hey, this came in the mail today. It's like, what the heck? So I opened it up and it was a check from our mortgage company that was like, hey, you actually like paid more at your closing than you needed to. Here's $975. Like, Oh, uh, Claire, I got to tell you something. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, so we decided, okay, that's definitely the hand of God, right? And so we we gave it away. Um, really cool. We were like, yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, like a week later, um, our neighbor, uh, they, they had had some, like a death in the family and just some tragic things happening. And Claire had like helped watch their kid, just been really helpful to all them. And, uh, and our neighbor walks over with just like a letter and hands it to Claire and then we go inside, and they had given us a thousand dollars. Just as oh, like wow. you know, hey, thank you. We got like some life insurance money, and we prayed about it. We wanted to give it to people who have kind of helped us, and so they gave it, and we were just like, just completely blown away. Like you know, God cannot be outdone in generosity. He just can't. Yeah, you know, and it it's just amazing when you put yourself out just a little bit. And we constantly get lessons in it because we fit. Claire and I fail at it all. Like for the number of stories I can tell you that we did it well, there are 500 more where we failed at it. You know, where oh, we yeah. where we chose ourselves or f- tried to find mm-hmm. a way for ourselves to take care of it. But those few times when like you really go out and say, "Lord, I want to do. I want to help. I want to love like you. Help me to do it and make it work." 
not only does he like he opens the door and gives you the little bit to make it happen, but then he gives you more afterwards. Yeah. Like it's just it's insane. Know, he's and, so good. And you're so I mean, I, I listen to these stories, you know, these gospel readings and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I am such a miser. You know, <laughs> like I have, a, you know, the one or two stories that are really powerful where God really worked. But it was because I took a step of faith and. Um, I just ask that all the viewers continue to pray for me and for us in this regard that we can give and really live that gospel of giving. So and lest we be accused of prosperity gospel, one, one last yeah. word, last word to tie it back into first Kings. Um, Cause if you read after the story we were talking about, about how this lady gives her last little bit of flour and then it ends up being like plenty, uh, couple, like a couple verses later, her son dies. And she has mm. a tragedy and, and Elijah comes and, and raises him from the dead. But like, right. you know, we have to just always remember that like when, when God provides for us in, in like amazing ways, however mind blowing they are, like that doesn't mean that, okay, da, 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 that's all folks. Like now <laughs> life's going to be all peachy and great. Like, no, like there's going to be suffering. So that, right. And you may give and be in, you know, have trouble because of that giving. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, and God will work grace to make you even holier through that experience. Absolutely. So So the cross marks the Christian life. So amen. Amen to that. So awesome. Well, we, uh, we're really excited to, to be with you all today. And, um, just, if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a, a shout out, give us a rating on, uh, on iTunes or Stitcher and send us an email. If you have any thoughts or questions, uh, we'd be, we would love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call to new evangelization and sharing the love of Christ with you. God bless you. What were you doing? <laughs> I was trying to get Ken to laugh at the very end. <laughs> While he's trying to close us out. Mess with him. Make him laugh. <laughs>